Welcome to Equip This Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Jason Sargent. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. We're so worthy of all our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're so good. Come on, just, just receive from him. He is so good. So for you. So he loves you. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. How about you grab your seat, give someone a high five. Thank you, amazing team. So good. You know, it's exciting when you... You see what we, we just saw from Pastor, Pastor Myron, as, as Pastor Desiree shared, you know, it's the, the body coming together and, and helping one another. It reminds me of, you know, in First Corinthians when, when Paul took up a collection for the, for the churches and, you know, that through the generosity of the churches that, that we can change situations in other parts of the world. You know, significant things going on over in Ukraine at the moment, but, but through the generosity of this church, through the generosity of other churches, we can, we can help those people. We can, we can help bring relief and help settle people uh, and, into new homes. So good. Hey, my name's uh, Jason, uh, the executive pastor here at Equippers, and it's my privilege uh, this morning to, to share the word with you. Um, just as a way of introduction, uh, amazing family, uh, Tammy, my wife, uh, two kids, Sophie and Jed, and we've been coming along to Equippers now for just over six years. Uh, we love it. We love uh, the heart of the church. We love uh, the, the vision to see a city saved, uh, and just being part of that and seeing people grow uh, through where God has called them, and uh, that's just an awesome thing, awesome thing. We're between series at the moment, uh, and so, so Pastor Will really said, you know, uh, whatever is on your heart, whatever God places on your heart, you know, preach from that this morning. And so as I was praying into it, uh, really the word that I got for, the, for us today uh, is a reminder that God is both the author and the perfecter of our faith. He both authored it and he now perfects it. And that through that, we actually get to step in to our purpose. We get to step in to where he has called us because he knew the days that were going to come before us. He knew what was going to happen. It says so in the word. And now we get to step into it, having been created for this moment, having been perfected for this moment. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 from the New King James Version says this. Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so a great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking until Jesus. You know, we get to look into him. He guides our path. He shapes a path for us before we, before we take it. Looking until Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so perhaps this morning you're hearing there's a, there's a dream in your heart. God has given you a dream. It's my prayer this morning as we get into the Word, as we unpack what, what he's given me to share, 
that you'll know that you have been created for this moment, that you'll know that you've been perfected for this moment, that there's something right at the moment being birthed in you. And it's almost like birth in the natural. You know, you have nine months where, where you're going through preparation and you're preparing the room and you're preparing the bed and all that sort of stuff. What is happening in this moment that God is preparing you to step into what he's got for you. Perhaps in this moment, you've, you've just recently stepped into, into something new. And it's my prayer this morning as we get into the word that it's, it's a confidence to know that, that you're created for this moment. To know that he has perfected you for this moment. But regardless of where we are, that we know that our God is big. We know that he is for us. And when he is for us, no one can be against us. He loves you. He is for you. He wants the best for you. To live your life, to live it to its full. He created you for the moment. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I thank you that, that as we open your word this morning, Lord, as I, I share the message that you placed upon my heart, Lord, that, that things shift, Lord God. That there's a moment with you, there's an encounter with you this morning. That, that through that we, we go out of this place different to how we walked in this morning. Lord, that we have a, a, a new level of confidence, a new level of boldness to step into all that you've called us to. Lord, I thank you that, that you created us, you authored us, Lord, and that you perfect us, that you make us who we need to be, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen, amen. God has perfectly created you, marvelously created you. You know, as I was, I was preparing this message over the last couple of weeks, and I just started to look at how, how, have, what, how, you know, how amazing is the human body? How phenomenal is the human body, right? How, how much more phenomenal is the human body, which is God's creation, versus, say, a computer, which is man's creation? And so I did a little bit of research, and, and here goes a, a, a fact for you. Your, your brain is doing 10,000 trillion, 10,000 trillion calculations, computations every second. Now, you're probably sitting there going, six times six, 36, seven times four. Da, da, da. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't worry about that, right? But, but think about it. You know, every time you see something, your brain is computing that, your brain is working it out, what it needs to do, and then it's telling every other part of your body what it needs to do, and all that while doing all the business as usual stuff, right? That is how we have been created. We're able to interpret stuff that, 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 the, hum that the computer can't. The computer does about 100 to 200 million calculations per second. Come on, we have been created so much better, so marvelously by our Creator. But you see, the, the thing is that it shouldn't surprise us too much. It really shouldn't, because in Ephesians 2.10 it says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know that, that word 
handiwork came from the, the original Greek word poema, which basically means that to put forward in, in that time, to put forward the greatest, marvelous, creative effort possible. So, so when God was creating us, it wasn't just, you know, oh, I'll do a little bit of handiwork over here. No, he was putting forward the most creative, most marvelous thing possible. All for the work that he has set before us. This wasn't a chance. There's no coincidence in the, in, in the kingdom because we have been created for a moment. Cool thing about being a dad is that you get to play with Lego again. Who loves Lego? Come on. It's so good. And it, but it kind of, you know, recently building this uh, little caravan with Jed, the only thing is he's starting to get older now, and so I've got to let him do more of it and me do less of it. Is this a thing I'm working through? Don't worry. You can pray for me. <laughs> but but what, what I realized in, in, in creating this, this little caravan is, you know, there's so much on the inside of it. Like there's this little TV screen, uh, there's a, a coffee machine, there's like all these necessities of life, I mean, <laughs> all these cool little things, a little bed, a little seat, even like a little coffee mug for the little Lego man to, to drink out of, all inside it, all inside it, and you create that first and you build it outwards and, and then you have this thing and you sit on the shelf and no one really sees what's inside it. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is this, that you know. Jesus knows how he created you. He knows what is inside of you. He knows every part of you. For the moment. The psalmist David wrote it like this in Psalm 139, 13 to 16. I'm sharing from the message translation. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul. I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life were prepared before I'd even lived one day. He shaped you. Shaped you from the inside out. Marvelously made you. He knows every part of you. Exactly how you were made. And he knew every day that he had prepared before you. Come on, you've been marvelously made. And, I, and I'm preaching to myself in this moment too that, that sometimes we get into this trap of, of comparing. Sometimes we think, oh, well, that person over there, they can do that. I'm, I'm never going to be able to do that. And this person over here, they're marvelous at this, and I can't do that. Who am I? But here goes the thing. That you are so marvelously made. That the person that you will talk to tomorrow, the person you're comparing yourself to will not get to reach. The person that you will talk to tomorrow, the person that you're comparing yourself to will not reach. 
because we've been marvelously made for a moment. God knew everything that we were going to do, every situation that we were going to come across, every circumstance, because he knew the days before we were born. And so when God calls you into your purpose, when God calls you into your calling, come on, you can step with a bold confidence because he has authored and perfected our faith for that moment. You have what it takes. And he knows it. He knows it. But then, see, not only did he create us, made us marvelously, but, but then he sent for us the Holy Spirit. How good is that? The Holy Spirit who will, who will guide us, who will lead us, who will, who will inform us. Who, who will help us, who will give us the words, who will give us the knowledge, the wisdom to impart in that very moment. See, John 14, 16. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. The moment that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you received the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would help you and guide you through life, would equip you for what you have to do, would enable you, would empower you. Come on, that we minister with the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Come on, receive this promise here. Receive this promise of the Holy Spirit to be there to help you, to guide you. So not only have we been authored, but we've been perfected for our purpose, for our calling. Romans eight twenty six. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. You know that original word helps comes from three original Greek words, uh, the sun, to do something in conjunction with another, anti to come against, lambano to take or receive. And so what that means is, is that as we come up against something, that we're not doing it in our own strength, but we're actually doing it in partnership with the Holy Spirit. We're bringing the full weight of the Holy Spirit, the full weight of God to whatever situation, to push it back, to push it over, to push through that breakthrough that we're going to get through, to get released from the chains that we need to be released from, whatever it may be, to push through into that healing, whatever it may be, we have the Holy Spirit with us. Because he is perfecting us. He's helping us. We do it with him. Isaiah 41, 13. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. Come on, whatever you may be facing at the moment, Whatever fear, whatever situation, whatever circumstance, God will help you. God who moved mountains, the God who parted a sea, 
the God who raised dry bones, the God who raised the dead, he will help you. And my wife, Tammy, a couple of years ago, took up a, a new job at the Otago Regional Council as their, their manager of compliance there. And see, so the thing about this is that at the time, Tammy wasn't looking for a job at the Otago Regional Council. She wasn't looking for a, a job in, in, in compliance, having worked previously in policy and, and transportation. But, but one day, she just randomly got a text one afternoon from the manager there saying, hey, can we catch up? Because I, I think there's this job that, that you'd do well in. And so they met up, and uh, long story short, she ended up getting the role. But, but since being at the Otago Regional Council, you know, amongst her staff there, there's been people that she's been able to help and, and support and minister through, uh, through bereavement, people who have lost parents, through, through situations where, where people have been separated from, from the rest of their families. So they're here in New Zealand, rest of the families in, in South Africa having to work through the immigration stuff. But, but because she has been placed there, because God had purposed her for that moment, that she's able to assist those people, that she's able to minister to those people, that she's able to encourage those people using the wisdom, the knowledge that the Holy Spirit is providing to her. Well, even from that very start, from receiving that text, a Holy Spirit moment that, hey, come on, this is a place that you can step into. This isn't something that she was looking for in the natural, but through the supernatural, she was able to step into it. Because I believe that, that each of us has been called to, to, do, to minister in the place that we are. You know, some of you may have heard of the, the, the seven mountain mandate. The idea that, that we have each been positioned on, in a particular sphere, in a particular area of influence. Be it, be it sport, business, government, arts or entertainment, education, family, church and the media. So where are you being called at this very moment? So you see, don't, don't deny where God has placed you. Don't, don't write it off that, oh, man, there's no opportunity here. Now, come on, there's opportunity. There's opportunity in the workplace to, to share God's love, to encourage another person. There's opportunity in the school, in the, in the university, in your lecture, in your tutorial, who you're sitting beside. Come on, what about at home? An opportunity there. And the Holy Spirit, He helps us. He guides us. You know, I love it in our, our e-group the other week with, with Manasi and, and uh, our mate there, he shared about, you know, they, they have this, um, this moment of truth once a week where, where people get to share just what's going on in their world and, you know, nothing's held against them, but they just work through it together as a family. Come on, come on, there's wisdom when we meet with others, that wisdom coming through the Holy Spirit. Never deny the opportunity that you're in for the Holy Spirit to move. So good. Because we've all got our own experiences. We've all got our own personalities, our own ways, our own gifts. Because we've been called together as part of the body. And it's, and it's our role to bring what we have into that body. We're going to reach the world. We've got to do this together. I love the, the, the heart of this church, that the vision of this church is to see the city saved, to de see Dunedin saved. Who knows that three or four people on, on church staff are not going to achieve that alone? 
but it's actually going to take the entire body, the entire body to go out to the place that they've been placed, to do what they've been called to do, to step into their purpose, to rely on what God has given them, to rely on the giftings, to rely on the experiences, to minister, to encourage people. 1 Corinthians 12, 20. 12 to 20. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We were given all the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If we're all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. See, two things really stand out for me here. The first being that God has placed. He placed. It wasn't a chance thing. It wasn't, hey, let's throw everything up in the air, see where it lands. Oh, wow, awesome. Now we've got Jason on the drums. Now, he has placed us, knowing how he created us, how he authored us, how he is perfecting us. He has placed us. I also love how it says, every one of them. Every one of them. You know, there's not a footnote that says, except for a couple. It also doesn't say most of them. You know, every word in the Bible means something. Every one of them. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are one of every one of them. You are one of every one of them. Come on, we've been placed, every one of us, for a reason, for a purpose, to reach someone that no one else can reach. Because if we're going to see a city saved, that's the only way we're going to do it. When we come together as a body, using what God has created in us, using how he is perfecting us to reach a city, to see a city saved. God is good. Invite the team back up to join me. See, where's is God calling you at the moment? What is his purpose for you at the moment? Maybe, maybe like Joshua in the Bible, you've, you've been positioned. And you're ready for it. You're stepping into it. This is the moment. That's awesome. Maybe, though like Moses, there's a little bit of prodding that, that needs to happen. A little bit of encouragement. Come on, know that you've been created. Know that you've been perfected for it. Or maybe like, like Paul, you think because of what, you know, your past that, that somehow you've been disqualified. Come on, it takes an encounter with Jesus to change all of that. 
an encounter with Jesus that changes all of that. That you can step into all that you have been created to be, all that you are being perfected to be. Jesus loves you. He is for you. Come on, he set the days before us. He knew every moment. I want to share again Hebrews 12, 1 to 3 from the message translation. And just as I do this, come on, open your hearts now and receive from Jesus. Receive from Him. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all the veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. The long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. You know, one of my favorite things about church life is, is hearing the testimonies. Hearing testimonies where, where people in their everyday have had a moment, have had an encounter with, with God and being able to share that in the world that they're in whatever sphere that may be. Whether it's here in kids' church with the kids doing phenomenal things in the foyer, having a conversation with somebody. But maybe it's in your workplace. Maybe it's on the side of a sports field. Maybe it's in your tutorial group. The person you're studying beside at the library. person you see waiting for a bus I don't know where it's going to be but I know this that God created you for that moment that he authored and perfected your faith he knows every part of you he knows exactly how you were created inside to out and you sent the Holy Spirit to be with you through it all stand with me while I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I I thank you that even as Anna shared in communion this morning, the desire, the joy that you get from, from seeing us just doing our everyday, Lord, bringing glory to you, worshiping you. 
little bit in this moment. I give you thanks for, for how you created each one of us, for how you created me, for how you created every person in this auditorium, every person online. And Lord, I thank you that, that through all that, you then sent the Holy Spirit to lead us, to help us, to guide us, Lord. Lord, that this is not something we have to do on our own. But Lord, that we get to partner with your Holy Spirit, with your advocate. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, whatever conversation, whatever situation we might find ourselves in today, tomorrow, this week, this month, this year, whenever, wherever it may be, Lord, that you knew that moment was to come and you readied us for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.